Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Allen. History puddle. Bang! Tie game with five seconds remaining. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle bunch. Oh, yeah. So easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Sunday Scaries podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. I'm your co-host, Cody Darwick, joined by my brother, Adam Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, you excited for a horse tonight? Oh, yeah. Uh, who, who do we got going? Got uh, Chris Paul's in it, right? Trey Young. Chauncey Billups. Big Shot. Um, yeah, should be something, right? Uh, I think we talked about it last week. Just continue to throw stuff against the wall. Maybe something will stick as being entertaining. Um, but I saw Cuban said he's confident they'll restart the season. So I believe him. Uh, he's a Hoosier. He's a great shark on Shark Tank. So I'll, I'll believe what he's saying. Did he say when? Or he just said he, he just believes said, it's coming back? Yeah, I mean, he believes it's coming back. They'll have no fans, you know, there. And I, I get, obviously, why they can't. But it's just still so weird to imagine. They're not going to – I assume they're not going to play in NBA arenas because there would just be – no reason to do that 
but I don't know how it'll work and just like the intensity of it. If you just bring back playoff teams, like will it really feel like a playoff game? Probably not. Um, It'll definitely be bizarre, but at this point we'll take anything. Yeah. Anything's better than nothing. I think it makes sense if they play in smaller gyms for sure, whether it's a practice facility or a college gym or even a high school arena. Like, I mean, there's not going to be more than, say all in both teams are not going to be more than what 75 to 100 people there um so i i agree i mean it'll be weird but at the end of the day uh live sports will be better than no live sports so i'm here for it anyway that can get creative um but yeah i mean tyler we had another good guest interview here we're, we're rolling rolling deep here with a nice run of guest interviews during covid19 people are uh happy to talk to us which is nice uh keeps the content chip afloat um but we had mikey locks uh from bleacher report betting uh very cool interview mikey uh kind of he told us how he got his start at bleacher report um how uh, he has his own podcast over there and a bit about what they're doing uh, with these Madden goat simulations that you've likely seen on Twitter. Um, so great interview with Mikey. Definitely go check out his Twitter and podcast and, uh, and enjoy the interview with him. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline, sells hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline has live, daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open, 24 hours a day, and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Okay, and Cody, are, Cody and I are excited to welcome on Mikey Locks, part of Bleacher Report Betting and the co-host of Locky Town Podcast. Mike, how you doing tonight? Good, fellas. I'm getting ready for this Madden Sim Goat Bowl uh, coming up on Monday. I'm very excited for that. Um, I'm just trying to stay safe. It's good, good to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're glad to have you on, and we've been following kind of the GOAT uh, sim tournament that you guys have been putting on at Bleacher Report, been looking at your Twitter page. It's a lot of content uh, around that. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but why don't you first off give our listeners a little background on how you got into the sports gambling content space and how you got to Bleacher Report. Yeah, so I've been at Bleacher Report for uh, over seven years now. Um, I went to University of Oregon and then um, got a job there after I graduated as an intern. So I've just been doing a, a ton of different things from, for them from app to their front page team um, to some different social accounts. And then I would say past year I started working on BR betting and then I, I've actually moved there um, kind of full time and uh, leading content strategy for Bleach Report betting uh, within the last couple of months here. So um, that's been a really, really fun experience. Uh, I, we got a team out in Vegas. I'm in San Francisco, but we have a team out in Vegas, so I get to go out there about once a month. Uh, not not right now, obviously, but was doing that for a while, um, which you would think would be really fun. And then you go like the fourth time in you know three or four months, and you're like, God, I'm just losing all my money. But uh, it's been a nice break from, from Vegas, I'd say. Yeah, it's fine. It's business. Um, yeah, that's what I, that's what I tell my wife. Um, it's for work, babe. But uh, yeah, I, but I can't expense that. 
I can't expense that, unfortunately. The crap stable, yeah, that's not on, <laughs> that's not on the, the court. Three AM crap stable is tough. Yeah, it's a tough write off. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. I mean, that sounds like an awesome role. So right now, I, I know a big push is the Madden symbol. But talk a little bit about the content strategy during uh, this Corona shutdown at the moment. What's what's kind of been your guys' game plan and approach? Because um, as we know, it's kind of we're looking at an indefinite outage uh, of sports at, at the moment. Right. Um, yeah, man. It, it was it was crazy. I was actually at a wedding the right before the, all the quarantine started, um, and uh, you know, sports had just gotten shut off, and we posted um, some videos on our social accounts on the BR betting social account. It was uh, just I think it was like some college bros or some random dudes betting on NBA 2K, and they were just betting on Sims, and like we posted it, and it went like did crazy numbers, and it, and it just overperformed. Uh, in terms of engagement and we're like okay people seem to like this and then we posted another one and we posted another one and they all did super super well and we're kind of just sitting there like well we also we also want to bet on something here this looks pretty fun what if we just kind of flipped it to our audience and we're the you know i guess you could call it broadcast home for a sim um so we did a bunch of one-offs like the right after that weekend and we ran them for about a week and people loved them they started trending on twitter we were doing some giveaways in terms of hoodies and whatnot um, so people could kind of bet on it, um, you know, at least have some stakes and then, you know, obviously encourage them to bet their friends. I think they've been popping up on a ton of offshore bookies now too, which is pretty cool to see. Um, and then we're like, we just need to make this bigger and better and like put some structure around it. And we came up with the goat bull, which was, you know, that kind of like, what's a question all, all gamblers or all sports fans talk about is kind of like, who's the best franchise of all time. Um, and we went with that and it's been, you know, Madden's kind of glitchy and, and crazy and people are upset about that. But outside of that, you know, it's a video game. We're, we're trying to keep busy. Yeah, I can't imagine, you know, watching a sim and just like praying something will go your way. I saw on your Twitter account a couple of days ago, you were screaming at Eli Manning uh, about messing <laughs> up, which is hilarious that uh, you would be betting on that. Like, I guess, how has kind of the reaction been to it? And does Bleacher Report have more plans on rolling out, you know, maybe more video games or just what's kind of, I guess, the take on rolling this out during the, the quarantine yeah. and the sports shutdown? It's crazy, man, because we, you know, me and, and this uh, Sam Richmond, who uh, runs all our social, um, we kind of came up with this idea and, and started to roll it out and it was super popular. And then I started betting on it, as you can tell by that Eli video, um, because I also have nothing to bet on and, and want to be entertained. And I've lost like a couple hundred dollars, which is like the fucking, sorry, I can't swear here, but the event that, that we came up with um, and put on and put all this time into is actually leading to me losing actual money gambling, which is pretty funny. Um, but, you know, I think after this, you know, it's been 14 days, 31 games. Um, as of tomorrow night will be the 31st game of this tournament. Um, so we'll probably take our foot off the gas a little bit. We've definitely been blowing it out a ton. I do know people keep DMing us and say like, when are you guys going to do 2K? Um, and a lot of people want to see that. So I'm sure we'll, we'll do some sort of 2K tournament at some point here, but it looks like we'll be out of, or we'll be off of sports for a couple of months here. So we don't want to overload it, but we'll definitely roll some stuff out after the, the Madden Sims over. 
Mm -hmm. So talking about that 2K tournament, so was it last week, two weeks ago? When we had the NBA 2K tournament that was on the Friday night, and like yeah. losing losing track of time here. But I, what were what were your thoughts around the watch of that? Because I, I was very excited for it, and I I placed a couple futures bets, one over three there, uh, <laughs> on 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 the contestants. But and then I started watching, and it was the KD versus uh, Derek Jones Jr. game. Now Kevin Durant, his apartment, the backdrop was pretty awesome, <laughs> and you could just see the skyline of New York. But I, I felt like for me personally, I quickly realized uh, I was like, this is like when you're when we're all in college and like our buddies are playing a video game and you're watching, like it's pretty boring. But the goat sim, I feel like that at least you're watching like football. Like I don't know, it seems like a different angles. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on that NBA 2K stream um, and if if you enjoyed that that watch experience. I had the same feelings you did. It's super crazy you bring that up because, like, we when we started the the Madden Sims, we're like, let's roll these out Sims because we can just make them go super. You know, we can get this off the ground tomorrow essentially. And then we started talking. Yeah, it would be totally cool. Can we get you know Ochocinco or could we get some ex athletes or current athletes to come in and actually play? But once we started doing the Sims, we started to realize, and and actually once the ESPN uh, NBA 2K games went on and just some other stuff on Twitch, we kind of realized the beauty of what makes kind of the goat sim so great is that you can't like, you can get mad at Eli Manning kind of because he's the one who threw the interception or he's the one who didn't score in the red zone. Whereas like, if it's just some dude messing up on a video game, it's like, it, for, I don't know honestly what it is psychologically, but like it, it's the closest thing I guess you could say to real sports, which for some reason to me, and I think to our audience makes it just all that much more interesting. Whereas if it's someone else playing, it's like it, it you can kind of blame them. And it's just not that same like emotional reaction that you have to real sports and real gambling. Yeah, I totally agree with you guys. Just thinking like watching your two friends playing 2K or Madden after like five minutes, you get bored of it. But when it's the sim, it feels like it feels like more like a real game. So I agree with that. And I saw you guys were using Twitch um, to live stream and interact with people. How big of a platform do you see that becoming with all these, you know, different companies using it for uh, video game streaming and everything? It seems like that's kind of a way to engage people during this time. It's interesting because um, between Twitch, IG Live, like this whole new um, almost era of live broadcasting has like just completely taken over in the last three, four weeks here with the quarantine. It was always there and it was definitely people always used it. But now you're like, if you go to your Instagram feed, you see like 12 people live at one time. If you go on Twitch, you're seeing almost every major media outlet um, doing something on Twitch right now. I know just through the Madden Sims alone, we've grown our, our audience on Twitch like a crazy amount, which has been really cool to see. Um, I, it's hard to say what the future holds for Twitch or for really anything at this point until we have some clarity on like what the future holds for just us in general. Um, but I do think like in times like this, when there's really no other, especially in the sports world, like there's no other live broadcasting, it's going to continue to just absolutely blow up. But I, I'm interested to see what happens to Twitch, to IG Live, and, and all of these other kind of live streaming platforms when we're back in, call it the real world. Because um, I think people are learning a lot about the power of them um, just in the last four weeks here. 
Yeah, it is a, a good way to kind of lock on. I know a, a bunch of the Barstool personalities have done it with whether it's the IG Live with uh, Portnoy and the unboxing or yeah. I, I know PMT is, is kind of taken over on, on the Twitch streets as well and they're doing stuff there. It, it I mean, we we interviewed someone, the interview hasn't come out yet, but uh, about esports and just the growth there. Um in terms of League of Legends, uh, CS:GO, and all these different games, and how big of a market that is, what are your thoughts on on the esports? So outside of say the 2K, right. Madden, uh, FIFA kind of sport games, but that that world, do you see that becoming bigger uh, in the US? I do see it becoming a lot bigger for our audience in particular. I haven't seen it resonate as much, almost as I thought it would. Like I'm out here betting. I, I don't know a ton about it, but I'm out here betting on CSGO a ton now and, <laughs> and just getting kind of scoops from buddies who are telling me it's a lock. And then I'm like, I got nothing else to bet on. Sure, I'll throw, throw some money on it. But so I'm a little bit more into it. I would say like our audience uh, in terms of BR betting, we have tried to post some stuff around it. It just it hasn't taken uh, hold like I, I would maybe have thought it would, especially during these times. Um, but I do think like the, that you've seen that market just absolutely explode. It's on cable TV. There's like millions of millions of dollars in prize pools for these tournaments um i do wonder like what the what the crossover into the to the betting world is and if you see you know whether it's bleach report or or barstool or espn or or whatever it is like if you're going to see that content resonate with kind of that true core sports audience um i'm not super sold on that yet but i think everyone's going to continue to try to find a way to break through Mm -hmm. and this is the time that people be into that stuff right without normal sports on tv they'll get a little into the esports and maybe they'll be able to latch on a little bit once we regain some normalcy here so i wanted to go back you mentioned you started you've been working at bleacher report for seven years you've been at br betting specifically for the last year or so um were you always into sports betting or once uh you know sports betting started to become legal state by state did it become more interesting to you that's an interesting question. I, I've I've thought about this as as just we we've talked about whether free to play games or like what was people asking like what was your start into sports betting? I like I used to play ESPN Street for the Cash like in college. I'm trying to think if that was like kind of what put me over the edge or like I used to do this thing called Cent Sports where you would bet like ten cents free roll and then you would try to build your way up to like three dollars and if you I think it's like if it, you go back down to zero eventually, like you end up never making any money. Um, and then I finally started getting a paycheck and then I think it was pretty seamless to actually start betting. <laughs> so I definitely have been, I mean, I'm just a super competitive dude. So it was always like in college, I wasn't like with a bookie or Bovada really, but I was always like, all right, 10 bucks on this game or $5 on this FIFA game or whatever it was. Um, and then, you know, once I got started working Bleach Report, I'd say a year or two in there, I just, yeah, more and more so became a degenerate. It's a it's a beautiful story. Yeah, it always it it always starts <laughs> it always starts somewhere. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, exactly, exactly. From free to play, I do remember streak for the cash. That was. I, I don't know anyone that ever actually like I mean even if you got into the double digits on streak for the cash that was like a a big thing like anytime okay. I got above like five I was like oh my god I can see the future <laughs> um, yeah uh, so one of the people the bigger uh, personalities at Bleacher Report betting besides yourself of course uh, Kelly in Vegas <laughs> Uh, from uh, the Showtime documentary Action. So did you know her prior to uh, the documentary and kind of had... I, 
Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, actually. I need to watch that. Um, I, won't, I should not tell her that, but I need to watch that. Um, I heard I hear it's great. I, yeah, she uh, she was hired um, a little bit before I came on to Bleach Report Betting. Um, and then, but like we both kind of started working on it at the same time. She's obviously out in Vegas with the whole office out there in Caesars. And, and we have a deal with Caesars where we have a, a, a studio on their sportsbook floor. So we produce a ton of content from there and she's she's great in terms of you know whether it's a daily or a, a sunday morning football show or, or her picks um she's been great yeah I, I actually didn't know her at all before bleach report betting but ever since coming on and especially like even during this madden tournament and I, since i've been on here full time um it's been really fun we've literally been betting like 50 to 100 bucks on every single game and the text message thread gets a lot of control at times when they they don't spike the ball with five seconds left when they could totally go in and win. It's it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> and uh, just a quick follow up question: Is Chad Johnson also Ochocinco? Isn't he also doing something with Bleach Report betting? He's yeah, on the he works with that. Yeah, he was working with us all fall. Um, he was really cool to have out there. He's like the nicest dude in the entire world. Actually, speaking of video games, when I was at BR in like 2013, just on the alerts team, sending the, the push notifications. He was out in SF for the Super Bowl and he did his like tweet, you know, I'm out in SF, who wants to play FIFA? And we had just done a FIFA tournament at the office and I won it. So then everyone just kind of started spamming him in the replies. He's like, all right, I'm getting an Uber right now uh, on my way. So he came through Bleacher Report, just like completely random one day in like 2013 and played FIFA. Um, and he beat me and then I made him come back and I beat him two out of two the next game, uh, the next day, which was really cool. And then he had obviously started working for us three to four years later, um, which has been really, really fun to work with. Yeah, that, that's awesome uh, to interact with him. He's such a personality during his uh, playing days and still is now uh, with the stuff he's doing. So what was it like coming over to BR betting, kind of building that up uh, from, you know, the ground up to now you mentioned the deal at Caesars, uh, the BR betting Twitter account has over hundred thousand followers. What has that process been like? It's been fun, man. Um, you know, I, I think we've got an awesome social team led by a guy named Sam Richmond um, and, and Taylor Neal. They do an awesome job in terms of just relating to our audience and growing. Uh, you know, I think we're very community first and, and um, I would say inclusive in, in terms of, you know, we want whether we're all on the same bet together um, or we're trying to give giveaways, like we, we all kind of want that community to rally around uh, the camaraderie that is betting. Um, and I think they do a great job on the social team. Um, definitely help out a ton there. And then, uh, you know, our content strategy is has been interesting. You know, we, we have a deal with Caesar, so we need to produce content, uh, a ton of content for them, which has been really fun. And we have great access to their sportsbook floor. And if you're working there, the office is literally in Caesars, which is kind of crazy. And you walk, you walk through, <laughs> I'll be walking to like a meeting at 8.30 a.m. And I'm just People are on the craps table from the night before. So I'm like, God, I kind of wish I was there. Uh, but, uh, it's been cool, man. It's it's definitely, we, we kind of think of it as like, a, I mean, Bleach Report obviously is a company that's been a, around for a long time and it has gotten to be pretty big, but the BR betting subset at times feels a lot more like a startup. Um, you know, we can go out and kind of create, you know, content more on a whim, I would say, which is super, super fun um, and kind of go take a lot more chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I was actually at Caesars the week before basically everything got shut down for a friend's bachelor party. And I want to get your opinion because you've been there a lot and that's where your guys' office is. The sports book specifically, when you sit there and watch games, do you feel like it's very hot in there? Because I was sitting in there <laughs> watching uh, college basketball and 
me and Cody both went to Indiana and they were playing and they were blowing a game versus Wisconsin, which at the time was uh, a huge loss. Obviously, it doesn't end up mattering. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's just because of that. But do you ever notice that it's very hot and uncomfortable in the sports book there? I feel the same way you do when there's a bet that is either choking or blowing it. The, I, the temperature feels like it's a lot hotter. But uh, when, when there's nothing else going on, I don't, I don't feel it as much. I think it's directly correlated to, to how your bets are doing. Yeah, probably I, true. I think <laughs> I think I think that's a factor. Plus, uh, being there for a bachelor party, I imagine not feeling at a tip top shape doesn't yeah. always help with that. Sweating um, out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the Madden Goat Bowl sim tomorrow night is the championship game, right? So it's Pats versus Packers, and I I read up a little bit. So Brett Favre led the Packers to a win over the Giants in the NFC Championship game, and the Pats beat the Steelers in the AFC Championship game. So, Mike, you, who's your lock for tomorrow night for this Goat Bowl sim? You going with the Pats ham- or uh, Brett Favre? I'm hammer-locking the Patriots and, and the Goat, Tom Brady. Um, they're, they've just been, like, super good. I mean, I've watched – it's insane how much – Madden simulation I've watched over the past two weeks. I think it's probably north of 30 hours, uh, which is just really, really sad. But uh, the, the Patriots have been unbelievable. You like can't, I don't know if you guys play Madden, but you like, when we created these rosters, we had pretty much the dude, this guy named Derek Smith, who, who created uh, like the most downloaded Legends roster. We just worked with him um, to kind of tighten up his roster and add it for every team and go like full too deep, which was awesome. Um, but you actually can't take X factors off and Brady has that X factor at quarterback, which just makes you like, I guess, better in certain situations and you like literally can't turn it off. So I'll go with the X factor and Tom Brady in this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Madden 20 during this. So definitely know what that is. So the rosters, obviously you mentioned far for the Packers. Is it a combination of their best players or is it taking like a Packers roster from like a Super Bowl year? It's their, it's every team's best like all-time roster. So if you took, you know, the 100-year totality of the 49ers, you would have George Kittle and Joe Montana and Frank Gore and Patrick Willis and Dwight Clark and all those guys uh, on the same roster. So it's just your your best 53, essentially. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So, and I also read that you are a 49ers fan, right? I am a big Niners fan. I was really, really bummed when, like, that was the one thing. I know this is pretty stupid. Like we're betting on video games. I f- fully recognize that. But when that nine, the Niners lost, I think to the Rams in like the the second round, and like that that hurt me a little bit. That felt like like a real game. That's an early exit for a 49ers. The Rams were stacked. The Rams were kind of stacked. But I agree with you. It was it was kind of bullshit. Uh, yeah. So have you? Tyler and I are both diehard 49er fans are you have you what what's your recovery point at from the super bowl or a little over two months past um let me i don't know if i can pull this text message up uh in time but i went i essentially went to miami um i used to work on br gridiron social account until a couple months ago when i moved full time to betting so we launched that about a year ago and i was out in miami for the super bowl we did a, a ton of content out there um which was like the best thing ever because, well, actually it was the worst thing ever, but at the time I thought it might be the best thing ever because I had a free trip to Miami for work and I just ended up staying for the game and I'm a huge Niners fan. So it all worked out really nicely. Had a bunch of buddies come in and we, we had a lot of fun in Miami until Sunday, but I, I texted them this morning, uh, the use check TD in the Super Bowl was so fucking sick. I cannot believe we lost. I'm really sorry for bringing this up. And my buddy Bashan said, I can't either. We'll never get over this. And then the guy followed up and said, you, you know what, you guys, I'm going to have to leave this combo if you keep talking about it. It's too soon. 
Uh, so I'm definitely not over it, and it, it, I don't know if I'll ever get over it. It was really tough. I didn't go to the game, but I was at a bar in Miami, and it was it was just a, you guys know you guys know how it was. Yeah, we know we know all too well. Uh, have <laughs> we both still haven't watched it? Uh, but I haven't it, yeah, it's it's too much. Uh, that third and fifteen play just on loop in my brain. Um, but we're here to talk about things that aren't super depressing. So okay. let's move. Let's move. Okay. Oh no, Mikey. Um, keep keep it together. We got we got one more segment here. Uh, so we're gonna do in honor of the Madden Gopal Sim. We're gonna do uh, top three video games each. So we'll do a draft. Um, Tyler, since uh, since Mikey's our guest, I think we give him first overall pick. How's that sound? Yeah, that sounds good. And then Cody, I'll let you go second. The last uh, guest we had on, we did a draft. You went last, so I'll go last this time. Uh, so, Mikey, get us started with your favorite uh, video game or maybe sports game, more specifically that you want during a uh, quarantine. And we'll go three each. This is huge for me that I get first pick because in my mind, there's like one sports video game of all time that is clearly the goat and it's like head and shoulders above the rest. There's a lot of good ones, but this one is like everything else is for second place after this. So my first pick, MVP Baseball 2005 on PS2 or Xbox mm-hmm. uh, with I think Manny Ramirez on the cover and no Barry. I'm a huge Giants fan as well. No Barry Bonds in the oh, game. The same. John, yeah, John, John Dowd. Dowd used to absolutely rake though uh, on the Giants, but that game was just all time. It's sad they stopped making it. Yeah, yeah, that was Manny. Okay, that's that's one off my board, but great choice in number one. I think that's the best baseball game ever created, yeah. and the fact and the fact that Bonds wasn't in it, and there's just John John Dowd hitting bombs, uh, is also a funny element to it. Um, okay, good choice, Mikey. My first pick. I'm going with NBA Street Two. Um, I, I could play this game for hours. You just accumulate the players to your team. Uh, Stretch was an all-time guy. And I don't exactly remember why I liked it more than NBA Street 1. Maybe because it was like the just recency bias. Like that's the most recent NBA Street I remember playing. Uh, so I'm going with NBA Street 2 as my first pick here. Uh, yeah. Was that Game Breaker? Is that where you would like do the game? That was so fun. That game was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And what and what I'm remembering the because I I prefer NBA Street two as well, and I think most people do. I think they had more um just like NBA players. I don't know why I always remember this, but they had Elgin Baylor in it. So that was the first time I'd heard of him. <laughs> um. So yeah, NBA Street two is a good one. I had MVP 05 on my list as well, Mikey. So I feel like that's usually a clear cut number one for most people. I remember playing that and Cody and I are Giants fans as well and uh, hitting a walk off in the World Series and just feeling like that was actually happening. So that was a great moment. Um, So now I have two picks, Snake. Um, My first pick is my personal favorite video game of all time. I don't know how people think about it, but NCAA football 09, uh, especially during quarantine, you want to play for a while. And the great thing about college football games are you could do the dynasty mode with different schools and just play years and years. And it doesn't even matter that it's really fake players. So NCAA football 09 is my favorite sports video game of all time. I remember starting at Marshall, building them up into their powerhouse and then going to USC. So that's my first pick. Yeah, that's that's a great one, especially there are like certain plays in that game like the the triple option like there's if you had a fast quarterback certain plays were just absolutely unstoppable and it was so fun to have kind of the heisman campaign so good job by you tyler you could waste hours on end playing that game 
I just did waste hours before the the quarantine. Me and my buddy found our Xbox uh, 360s and did an online dynasty. I was Hawaii, and I think he was UNLV, and we went like four years in, and we were betting on every season about who had a better record. It was super. This was like in January. It was super fun. <laughs> I wanted to get back and do it. So, yeah, so pre-quarantine, even better. But yeah, it, it's such a fun game. Any any college football game, really, uh, you could just play for years and years. The way they have it is pretty great. So coming back on the snake, my second pick, uh, I'm going to go with Mario Kart. Uh, great racing game. I know they released a new version for the Nintendo Switch, which I don't personally have, but seeing people on Twitter and Twitch who are playing it looks like a lot of fun. And the N64 one is a great time. The GameCube version is great. So I would pick Mario Kart. Uh, just another game you could really play on hours. Is that a sports game? Like, to me, I don't racing. I understand it's racing. I know NASCAR is a sport. iRacing is a sport that's getting some wagering action. But in my head, I never even considered it's funny. Like, okay. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it's it's not it's not a sports game. I would have never thought of it as a sports game, but that was, that was a good pick. Yeah, it's, yeah. you know, racing, thinking outside the box here, getting a little uh, creative. Yeah, okay, I'll give it to you. Um, I think you chose the wrong Mario sports game then, because I'm going to scoop up Mario Tennis with my second mm-hmm. pick here. Um, I, I love Mario Tennis. You had what? The Flower Cup. There were the three cups, the Rainbow Cup. I'm blanking on the name of the third. Um, and a, a similar thing where you can just... I think uh, typically Wario is my guy. Pretty powerful serve, nice slice. Um, but yeah, you could play this game for hours. N64, I think we've spent fair share of time in our basement playing as such. Uh, but yeah, I'm going Mario Tennis with my second pick here. I was always a baby Mario guy in that game. I don't know why, but he, he used to just Very sleep agile. Yeah. Agile, yeah. Who's your uh who's your Mark, back to you me? Get, you get two on the wrap here. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so my my next pick is gonna be I think it was 2010 FIFA. Um obviously like FIFA is my my favorite actual game to play uh now, and that was just pretty much all of college before we would go out, we would pregame to FIFA. And I think 2010 when they came out with like the World Cup edition of FIFA, um it was like special. I think you get it in the game or it was a new disc. That was my favorite thing of all time. And I won the World Cup online. And I, I was in college. I went and got a bottle of champagne. And we, we kind of set it off in, in the house because it felt like a big deal. Uh, so that, that's my second pick. Yeah, FIFA, especially the earlier versions, at least when I started playing 2009, 2010, the World Cup, it was so much easier to score. So the game was a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. Now it's impossible. So I love those earlier, at least for myself, the earlier versions of FIFA. So love that. And always, you know, pre-gaming FIFA in college was something we did as well. Yeah. Maybe I, you're I, washed, though. I think yeah. it's harder for me to score, but I think I think I'm just absolutely washed at this point. Maybe, maybe that's what it is for for me I'm, on my big board. I just had FIFA any because it was one of those games that it felt like even if the new thing came out, yeah, the graphics were a little better, but like, I don't know, to me, it didn't feel like any game was different uh, right. than another one. Uh, so great choice by you. FIFA was a staple, I think, of everyone's uh, college experience. Okay. My third pick, this is not going to be a crowd pleaser. Um Probably no one knows what this this is, but I'm playing it right now, and I've spent way too many hours doing such. It's called uh, what have you? It's called OOTP. I think it's called outside the out, out of the park baseball. 
2021. It's on PC. This is the nerdiest shit of all time, but it's super fun because it's like you're literally a general manager. You actually don't play the game uh, at all, but you set lineups. You like do rule five draft. You do arbitration, international free agents. It's like literally every single thing you would do as a general manager, but you do it on this on this video game. Um, so I've been I've been trying to rebuild the Giants. Um, it's been it's been difficult. I'll say say that. But Joey Bart and Marco Luciano are helping me out here. Uh, coming up in like five years so this has been very nerdy but it's probably taken like hours during the quarantine that's so funny yeah joey bart's the only the only savior we have there uh so you're just you're just a huge sim guy anything anything where you could sim (laughs) yeah in college too we used to do 2k sims this was like i should have known that this is what i've been doing this is what i would be doing for work but we would do again before we go out we would do like 2k sims we would sit there and say all right 20 bucks to whoever has the best record uh, at the end of this year, and then everyone just tanked for like the dra- the draft picks. But I've been simming for a long time, I guess. <laughs> that's funny, and the out of the park baseball one. I mean, that's a good time killer, right? Building up a team, being the GM, especially the Giants, as we know, are in such a terrible spot right now. So, are you are you trading all the guys like uh, Posey, Belt, Crawford? Or are you are you just holding yeah. on to them to hold on no, to the? No, I had to clean house. I had to clean, I absolutely cleaned house. And some of those guys I had to attach a prospect to because no one would want them with those contracts. But uh, we cleaned house and it was real ugly. I think I got them back to the playoffs and I think we won the World Series in like 2025, which was like super <laughs> discouraging as an actual Giants fan. Um, it's going to be a long road. Yeah, yeah, that's. I'm laughing because you're 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 five years in at this point. That's just <laughs> full full quarantine mode. It's like how you just. I don't know. It feels like a Netflix show. It's like okay, whatever. Like yeah, sure, I'll do this because what 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 else am I gonna do? Um, okay. My wife thinks it was like I've been. On, it's on my computer, so it's like yeah, I'm kind of like I'm working, but I, I'm definitely not working. It was playing this stupid ass sim baseball game for thirty hours. Hey. <laughs> you uh you got a ring out of it so that's what matters <laughs> exactly <laughs> um okay my third pick i'm debating between a couple here i'm gonna go with uh mm, that's tough i'm gonna go with college hoops 2k8 uh this is another kind of a random year one but uh we used to play this game for hours on end greg odin's on the cover um and we used to play online, and it's kind of a tough game. But this was back again in in when they were making the NCAA football games, they're making college basketball games, and just to be able to like make a run with a team, go deep into a tournament, maybe win your conference uh, championship. Like it was, it was just so fun. And the fact that it's one and done in the same way with NCAA football, it felt like the difficulty level was a little bit higher in college basketball, but the online play was always fun. I still remember Tyler and I, we beat like maybe as a top 10 guy or top 20 guy in a buzzer beater when, when we're running around like little idiots, like, <laughs> like we just uh, personally hit a, hit a buzzer beater. Um, so I'm going college hoops 2K8 as my third pick here. Great game. Yeah, that, that was a great game. I feel like that was the first game we played online for like any video game on the Xbox 360. And like you said, I remember we were, like weren't that good, but we'd always play really well against the top competition. So that was, that was a good game. Yeah, the Lopez brothers on Stanford, great team. Um, mm-hmm. Good and we're stacked with Tawan Porter and Aaron Brooks. That was a fun game. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so for my last pick, uh, I'm going to go with a game that frustrates the hell out of me still. Um, but I do love the, the my player mode in this specific year. So I'm going to go NBA 2K16. Um, any 2K game drives people crazy and makes you want to throw your controller against the wall. But this specific version, I loved the my player mode with uh, frequency vibrations was your player's name, uh, often short to freak. Um, it was a lot of fun, so I could just play the My Player mode for years on that. I remember I was on the Knicks. I won a title for them against the Warriors uh, the year they went 73 and nine. So that felt like a really big accomplishment. I won MVP my second year in the league. I brought a title back to New York. So um, I, re- I really liked the career mode in that one. Um, so that that's my last pick. I could just play that for hours on end. I love how we're all just flexing on like our past athletic accomplishments, essentially. (laughs) We all have these moments of like, yeah, I did this. This is what I did. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Humble brag. Beat the 12th ranked college, uh, college hoops 2K player online in 2009. Yeah. Resume. Put that on on the LinkedIn for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a skill. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But no, Mikey, thank you for joining us. This has been great. Definitely going to check out uh, The Sim tomorrow to see if uh, your Pats pick comes to fruition here. Um, So where can our listeners follow you on Twitter and uh, check out your podcast? Yeah, I appreciate it, Cody and Tyler, for having me on. It's been a blast. Um, Definitely hammerlock the Pats tomorrow. Uh, Check uh, check me out. Definitely uh, check BR Betting out if you don't follow them. Um, And follow me, BR Mikey Locks, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and then we do a weekly podcast uh, at Locky Town BR once a week. Um, and we do some dumb shit where we'll like race Bovada ponies on Instagram Live once a week as well. So we're having fun. We're trying to stay sane uh, during these hectic times and, and find some stuff to gamble on. But uh, again, appreciate y'all for having me on and go Pats tomorrow.